Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Bestbirds, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How's it going, Andy? How was your weekend? Did you close the tab out again? Yeah, my mouse <laughs> might need new batteries. Like it's doing the thing where you slip. I feel really bad because I did it right as we went on, on a Monday. Grr, Mondays. So, but Grr, are we live, Dan? We are. We are live. All right. Well, Dan let's we let's just roll with it. <laughs> um, good game. So, how was it? How was the football? I mean, did you have any thoughts on the Cricket World Cup? Australia takes it home. I know that's a big event for you. No, that's, I mean, we'll leave that to Leg Show in the chat. He seems to have a pretty good grip on that. If you guys, uh, it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools. Yeah, I know, but the mouse probably could use new batteries, which is on me. That's my fault. A uh, good one to end it. Um, I don't think the Chiefs are back, per se, like a lot of people are saying. It's just uh, that Abraham character in the uh, secondary for the Raiders is pretty rough. And they didn't have the defense. We mentioned this in the deep dive when we said, hey, we're betting the Chiefs despite all their struggles, everything that the teams have done to kind of take away what the Chiefs have done well, the Raiders aren't set up all that well to have run a defense like that. And it was nice as uh, not B.A. Baracus. What's uh, what's the the head of the A-team called? The Liam Neeson character in the new movie. Oh, um, oh man, that's going to be Hannibal. Hannibal, I love it when a plan comes together. It's nice to actually win. Like, you know, you sometimes you'll win a bet and it's like, well, it didn't go how I thought, but we got the win. It's nice when the win is exactly how you kind of map things out, why you thought things were going to happen. And that secondary was not set up to do what other teams have been successful against the Chiefs with. So nice to get a win. Nice to get a second half win. We got uh, both the Thursday and the Sunday night halftime winners so far. So going for the trifecta, it's usually either all or nothing. I think we, we either sweep the board in these or just get fucking crushed right off the bat. But Chiefs team total over 12, 12 and a half, whatever. I believe they scored 24, 31. I'm not sure. They scored a bunch pretty of easy. Pretty easy. Uh, the rest of the football was okay. Basketball has been fun. I've enjoyed watching the Lakers struggle. I've enjoyed, especially with that Timberwolves. I mentioned that with Drew last night. Like the Timberwolves second half against the Lakers is just hilarious to me. I think I'm going to bet on a really awful team today because the NBA chat is. Uh, oh, you're not going to do it, are you? Daring me to. I mean, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I have an NBA. We'll talk today. about it in a second. We'll, but we'll talk about it. So, you want anything else? I think that was it over yeah, the, the big weekend. Did you bet um, any college basketball? I don't really, I didn't yet. hear any still, feats out of you. Still working on that. I didn't bet much college football either. I actually got to watch some. I enjoyed watching Oklahoma goof up. Just funny to me. Sorry, Dan. Texas goofing up was kind of funny to me just because it's Kansas. and That should never happen to anybody. Um, yesterday, uh, Jason Kokrak, another win. Good job for him. I didn't have him. I had Johnny Vegas, who was like a shot off the lead going into the final round at God knows what to one. And he decided to just absolutely play terrible golf on Sunday. I don't even think he finished in the top 20. He shot so poorly. Like he went the opposite way. Matchups went one and one. Uh, the ones I gave out on here. 
Uh, but they were both underdogs, so those came out a little bit ahead. So I'll be back at it with some more golf this weekend. I'm enjoying some of these really awful tournaments. Yeah, let's slide right over to some NBA. I'll let you do your picks first. We'll leave my uh, uneducated one for the end. I'm excited for the breakdown here. And I may or may not agree with the secret pick, if you will. But just a couple bets in the association today. It's a pretty big slate overall. Um, There was a total I grabbed earlier. So if you follow me on BetSpurts at uh, Alex Christensen, no space there. We've got a little bit of CLV here on the the Pelicans-Wizards under. We were able to grab it around 212. It's down to 207.5. Don't play that anymore. Um, Actually, at this point, I might look and and wait, possibly come back a little bit the other way on it. We'll see how that looks. Um, I have it actually like right around 208. So um, way to go for us on that one. But a couple bets still looking good here. Celtics Cavaliers under 200. There's a 199 and a half. That's fine. I play this down to, you know, 199 or so. maybe 198 for a lesser stake, but two teams coming in should basically just be wiped three and four back to backs, just played long grueling games here. And I think with tired legs, we're going to see just a ton of missed shots here. They are teams that generally are pretty solid defensive teams. And when teams are tired, you see kind of what they do well, stay normal, what they do poorly, which in this case is shooting and generate a lot of offense tends to go poorly. So I'm happy to grab an under here and what has been an underful season so far. Now be careful, folks. I was looking for the last couple of days. If you look at it, the market's finally starting to catch up with actuals here. So I think totals are going to balance out for the, for the remainder of the season. We haven't seen any value on overs yet, but I think we're starting to run out of unders, but this one, again, it's also a low, total which i'm sure you remember last year andy was a very good angle continues to be a good angle this year people generally struggle to bet under low numbers and over big numbers so we're going to take under a low number in a game that i just think would be an absolute disaster like 90 something to 90 something i have this and we're going to back the kings the sacramento kings have been you know it's hard to say are they a really good bad team or a really bad good team but they have beat up on lesser opponents all season they're only laying four and a half points here in Detroit against a Detroit team. I believe it's a three and four for them. Um, not a back-to-back, though, I believe. But just a great spot. Sacramento coming in with two days rest here. They've got Tyrese Halliburton back. He got to play last game. So, you know, got a little bit of run in. Got a couple days to rehab again. We'll be playing tonight. You know, at full strength, the Sacramento team is much better than this Pistons team. I have this out at seven, almost eight, if I tweak some things, you know, given how I feel about Halliburton. Might even play some alt spreads here later. But for now, minus four and a half looks good. Play this up to minus six. And then secret pick is the magic. Getting ten and a half. <laughs> I mean, just, I, I just, been, Ooh, it's, it's break, osmosis. Man. Drew brought it up. The NBA chat brought it up. The Hawks are probably unrested, I'm going to say. I haven't checked the fatigue factor yet. Um, I, I have to look. I believe it's – it's uh, it might be a neutral spot for them. They did play – they played yesterday for sure. It's and, been super tough to, to, to back this Magic team. and I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the market is too low at this point. I don't know if this is the buy point, Andy, but – I'm happy to maybe let it wait a little bit longer. I'm I'm, I'm going to catch the knife tonight. Magic plus ten and a half. Andy's NBA lock of the week of the century. Stephen Lackman or Lastman, I don't know. Maybe a soft C in the chat is backing the Fighting Illini of Illinois versus Marquette in college basketball. And Lipscomb, Sammy Lipscomb says Mahomes twenty to one MVP. That's a big number, especially nobody. We talked about that a little on the deep dive. Like Brady had a bad game. Um, 
Rodgers didn't really do anything special. You know, it was a, it was a bad game. He didn't have a throwing touchdown. Kyler's been out. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, he had a nice game and he's bounced back, but he's had some stinkers this year. Like everybody, it might be Dax. We, we brought that up. Like Dak might be shooting up the board and somebody, somebody secondary, secondary, or here's a fun word, tertiary might be winning that comeback player of the year award because Dak ends up taking the MVP instead of winning that, which he is like minus a million. Look, look at that. If you really think Dak wins MVP, you need to start looking at like Burrow for comeback player of the year then because they won't give them both. I think that's some silly stuff. And yes, Josh Allen at two to one is an absurd price with this much football left and this many good quarterbacks to play. Yeah. Um, heading out to Sea Island, the RSM Classic. It actually, this this is like, this looks like a really nice area. In fact, this is such a nice area. And you'll find this when you get to some of these Florida courses. You'll find this when you get to some of the Arizona courses. But this is a place where, you know, they mentioned like, oh, this is this golfer's home course. This is everybody's home course. Harris English, Patton Kazire, JT Poston, Keith Mitchell, Hudson Swafford, and Grayson Sig all currently live here in this town because it's a nice golf resort town and half those guys went to George anyway. It's like, this is kind of pretty local for them too. So a lot of, there are a lot of people in this tournament who have played this course an awful lot because they fucking live there and they go play here. And then they go to the local pub afterwards, the, uh, the brine tub, I believe it's called. <laughs> so this is, and it is two courses at this resort. They will play the plantation and the seaside, the plantation. If you, you can look at this, and you can see this if you're looking at this on screen. One is a par 72, one is a par 70, yet they're almost the same length. So basically what people need to do is play well on Seaside and then score the ever-living shit out of the plantation course. It is an incredibly short par 72. You need to score heavily there. I don't have anything yet. I'm working on my numbers this afternoon, but as you can see, Red Hot Scotty Scheffler, 12 to 1. Ustin Husen, 25. Webb Simpson's 14. Uh, Hanley's been playing well of late. He's 28 and a few others there. Corey Connors, Harris English, aforementioned local Harris English, 25 to 1. Adam Scott made the cut, kind of tailed off, but he's been playing well too at 35. So I'll have some probably bigger prices once we get to tomorrow and obviously some matchups. When we get to Wednesday, heading to Georgia. I like it. Sounds fun. It does. Where, the hair plantation is a lovely tennis? place. Tennis, we've, we've got the WTA finals still going. You know, apologies for the tip on Iga Schwitek. Um, to try to say this delicately, it turns out the tournament was planned at a bad time of the month for her. Um, and was, she was pretty open about that at a press conference lately. So um, tough sledding for her. She does play today. You know, she's pretty much knocked out here. The big match this afternoon will actually be at 8.30 tonight Eastern if you want to watch it. I don't have a play on it. It should be quite a bit of fun, though. Arena Sabalenka versus Maria Sakkari. Eileen Sakkari, just given Sabalenka looks like she's really struggled with the altitude. She's still, I believe, recovering You know, from COVID. She doesn't have it anymore, but as we've learned in several other sports, it can take people a few weeks, up to a few months, to recover and kind of, you know, get their win back if they will, have their lungs feel right and move around okay. So, you know, a, a bet on Zachary maybe is not the worst idea from that particular angle, but it, it should just be a fun watch. So in the meantime, Andy, though, there's another small tournament. I believe this is the last official WTA tournament, whether it be a 125K or, or above for the year. 
it's a clay tournament. Um, and we go to Montevideo here. It should be quite a bit of fun, actually. There's some kind of funky names in here. It should be an interesting chance to learn a little bit about some um, young women. But we're going to start with a parlay here. It's kind of tough. There's a lot of lines, not a lot of people I recognize, but just two people here who have much bigger favorites than kind of what they are at the board. Or Machea here, um, seeing her anywhere from minus 185 to you know minus 200. Be careful here. Um, a couple books have her opponent listed incorrectly. You want to find her playing Gabrielle Lee. Um, a couple places having her play somebody else. I won't say that name for um, to create any confusion, but make sure it surfaces Gabrielle Lee. Should be right around minus 200 or so at most books. Um, Again, there's a couple places that have a wrong opponent listed, so double check. But I have this guy closer, like minus 300 here. Just generally a much better player. Um, Ormache has been playing lately. The surface change can be a little bit funky here, but happy to get through this. Um, you know, kind of take the advantage here of what looks to be a pretty solid edge. And then Barra, you know, one of the better clay players in some of these smaller events. This is really kind of where she makes her living, you know, putting together enough ranking points to get into some of the larger events and, you know, basically pay for the year, if you will. So I think she has a pretty good chance not only to win this match, but I'm curious to see what she does in the event. She's, you know, right around minus 300 or so, a little bit better than that, but I have her closer to minus 400. So happy to put these two together and even money. And thank you, Brett. That's, you're correct. I forgot about December. We've got uh, two tournaments in there. So a little bit of break, but we get back to it sooner rather than later. And you mentioned, is this in Uruguay then? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Is it, you said Montevideo? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We uh, here in Minnesota, not far from where I grew up, we have the sister city named after it, except in our parlor. We, we just say Montevideo. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's, that's how we say it in Minnesota. Montevideo. Mont Montevideo. The, uh, oh, man, they had a cool high school mascot, too. It was like the <laughs> Thunderhawks or something. It was like a bird with a mohawk or something. I don't know. Oh, cool. I think they were the Mohawks, like the, the uh, Native American tribe, and then they had to change it. Uh, because it was a pretty racist, uh, you know, like obviously you can imagine what the uh, mascot looked like in like the 60s. And uh, I believe, yeah, maybe Thunderhawks. Go Montevideo. All right, uh, NFL tonight. What we've all been waiting for. Rams, Niners, NFC West tilt. Money coming in on the 49ers. So it was plus four earlier in the week. Honestly, I think the totals pretty much sat still. Um, the Rams, obviously, with a bit of a shakeup, I guess, in their wide receiver market, not only signing OBJ, but losing Robert Woods for the season to a uh, season-ending ACL injury in practice. Then also, obviously, losing Deshaun Jackson to a release. He's with the Rays. So he was all about last night where he caught a deep ball and then suddenly turned back instead of running towards the end zone and then fumbling it. It was a, it was an odd move on his part, but yeah, different looking wide receiver core this week for sure. As they head up to Santa Clara, I don't have a hard take on here. I would lean towards the Niners and the under, I don't know how this looks with Robert Woods out. If you can just canvas Cooper cup and try to take away what the, what has worked for them the most, let you let him try to beat you with uh, Van Jefferson and uh, OBJ I guess that's where I would be headed. I still think the Rams are can probably take advantage of that secondary enough to get this done. I still think it's probably a close game. I won't have a bet for that, but I will be betting first touchdown score because my good friend Alex Christensen <laughs> has some uh, big effing numbers today. Where'd you find the Stafford 70? 
Uh, that's at FanDuel, I think. You could find him at 50 a bunch of spots. You could find him at 70. And, and to be perfectly honest, folks, this is a little bit like of a FOMO bet on Stafford. He has there's a couple games this year where the Rams used him in a little ways to so like rush the ball in the red zone. But outside of really that one game, it hasn't happened at all. Um, and generally in his career, he's not a big rushing quarterback. So placed a very small bet on him, 71, because I'd just be sick if I didn't play that, knowing that I played Garoppolo, which I do really like at this number. Jimmy Garoppolo already has a couple rushing touchdowns this year. 45 to 1 just looks like a crazy price to me for someone who, again, he's already got a handful this year. The 49ers are not afraid to even use him in that way. Of course, you know, given the attention of everybody else around the team, he, you know, is someone that has going to have a chance, I think, to scamper in and get one here. So um, should be able to find a 45, anything 30 to 1 or better, honestly, looks fine to me. But 45 was the best number I found out there. As we'll continue backwards up the list, Sony Michelle, um, kind of a rare running back play for me here. He's been picking up more and more carries in the red zone. I mean, obviously, Daryl Henderson dominates all that work, not only from a rushing perspective, he gets a bunch of targets also from a receiving perspective. And it's, you know, it's tough. It's going to be tough to avoid kind of Daryl Henderson here. If I had to pick one person, it'd probably be him. But, you know, given the difference in pricing here, Michelle at 18 to one, especially the last couple games where they, the way they've been using him, happy to grab him here. That number should be a lot smaller. Um, Brandon Ayuk again, sliding up. Um, in terms of targets for the 49ers, especially in the red zone, they've really been throwing the ball to him as they get closer to the goal line the last couple of weeks. I know that, you know, he's had some up and down games this season. It's been a little rough for him, but, you know, it's 17 to one, given the work that he's been getting the last couple of games against, you know, a Rams defense that is very tough, but I don't think that he is going to be their primary concern. I think he has a chance to sneak one in kind of underneath here. And then Tyler Higby at 14 to one is, you know, we know Robert Woods is out. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. here and really haven't made too many adjustments um, I, I was expecting actually Higby's number to come down a little bit you know with Woods out Higby's now the second most targeted player in the red zone for this team now I'm sure Beckham is going to get a lot of that work but in the first game back I'm curious to see you know the other side of the coin there of course Andy is in his first game do they try to feature him a little bit do they try to get him some work does he see you know more targets than he might normally but again this Higby number I'm always happy to bet him at 12 to 1 or better any week he just gets a ton of attention when they get down there at the goal line so we'll keep playing him as well as everybody here in the group I'm down. You know I'm down. I don't have to say it. You know it's not hard to convince you. No, but it does not take a, a lot of arm twisting. I do. I said I didn't bet the game. I did put together a prize picks entry, though. I will be playing a couple and a rare under for me even. But, yeah, in the wake of the, you know, Robert Woods injury, signing OBJ, changing things about how this looks against as a secondary who can be beat. I'm going to play some Van Jefferson. I think there's a couple ways you can see these uh, targets. And I, I still agree. Like Higby, I don't think Van Jefferson's going to take away the red zone looks. I, I definitely love the tight ends once you get down there. But moving through the 20s, I think we see Van Jefferson take some of that work, especially with some of the uh, just the overall targets. And 43 and a half is a little low, all things considered. How this, uh, you know, this game isn't totaled super high, but it is a total in the 50s. This is your favorite. I think uh, passing offense probably good for just a shade under 300 and definitely think this should be closer to 60 for me. And then Elijah Mitchell, the under, he's healthy-ish. He's not listed but he still kind of has some dinged up ribs. And, you know, obviously they've had a few injuries and uh, even Trey Sermon has been 
like just a healthy scratch. It's been a bit of a, a mystery figuring out this backfield a little bit, but I'm going to play him under 58 and a half rushing yards, just based on how the Niners decided to kind of play last week. Like if they do get behind, they were quick to abandon the run. And I do think he might lose some touches here to a little bit of the, God, what was his name? Jeff Wilson Jr. Maybe even Sermon if he isn't a healthy scratch. So I think they do see the ball, you know, maybe, uh, distribute it a little more in the backfield tonight and yeah. hopefully they just abandon the run quickly as well so under 58 and a half <laughs> over 43 and a half for van jefferson three to one you can join in price picks promo code bbb gets you 300 bucks and with that i think that's it enjoy monday night football Check out uh, on the Betsperts app. Dan put together a high alive prize picks entry. He's never lost one. He is one and zero <laughs> with those so far. And uh, yeah, if you want, we obviously reach out to him. If you want the link to the Magic City Casinos YouTube page, where you can watch that high alive live this afternoon. Fantastic. Every every what Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. Monday, Thursday, Saturday. No, I can't remember what day high alive is. So. Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. So I appreciate Dan. And uh, yeah, hit the thumbs up in the YouTube and subscribe if you haven't. And have a great Monday. For me, Alex, Dan, and everyone here, catch you later.